Back for another episode of Full Steam Ahead, where we discuss all things STEM, but with a twist of art. Our goal is to encourage the next generation of STEM leaders, bring our experiences to life, and encourage you to reach your full potential. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We've got another episode of Full Steam Ahead. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining. Today, I've got Alante, Shar, and a very special guest, uh, my guy MJ Bridges. Uh, I really appreciate you for joining us, man. Um, thank you for for coming on, for gracing us with your presence. Uh, I'll just go ahead and you know do a little bit of um, uh, do your bio, do give a little bit of background about yourself, and then you can tell us anything that that I don't catch in in the bio. Uh, so MJ Bridges became young and debt free fall 2019 after eliminating ninety six thousand nine hundred forty two dollars of student loan. You need a round of applause just for that. And consumer debt in 5.5 years. I'll say that one more time. $96,942 of student loan and consumer debt in five and a half years. MJ, a high school math teacher, found himself on the side of the interstate with no money for gas January of 2014. MJ claims this was one of the best experiences of his life because it was his come to Jesus moment with money. At the time, MJ was 25 years old, and just as many ambitious millennials, MJ moved to Atlanta to build a brand and career as an entrepreneur. However, debt was holding him back, obstructing his creative opportunities, and consequently placed him on the side of the interstate. So MJ aggressively eliminated all of his debt, his student loans, car note, and credit cards. Today, MJ is working to build a national movement and service for his brand, Young and Debt Free. MJ is a novice investor who enjoys distance running, social connecting, hosting parties and events, self-help media, and embracing the positive vibes of Atlanta. MJ's favorite book is The Happiness Advantage. So, with no further ado, please welcome MJ Bridges to full steam ahead. I'm going to add my own little music. Okay. <laughs> and I just, just want to add that MJ is one of my best friends. Thank we you, went Shara to college folks. together. Yes. Yeah. Hey. Good stuff, good stuff. So go ahead and just give us, um, tell us, you know, where, where you're from, um, you know, where you went to school, uh, what you majored in, and things of that nature. Oh, cool. Well, first, uh, thank you guys for having me. And kudos to you all for start this platform um i'm happy that you contacted me and i'm happy to be here with y'all so happy freaking saturday it's saturday happy right now saturday. um but um i'm mj bridges i'm originally from racing wisconsin if you look at lake michigan on the bottom of it where chicago is and you go up about uh 45 well about 60 miles you'll run into racing we're between chicago and milwaukee right on the lake there so we don't have an east side we say we have a lakefront and um, oh. born and raised there, yeah, there's no east side of the city, just going to the lakefront. Um, born and raised there, and then I end up going to Alabama State University, fall 2006, man, we getting old. Fall 2006, <laughs> and uh, I graduated in 2010, I uh, majored in mathematics. Uh, it's funny because Char, I think she has some influence, and at first I felt like it was like math ed, and it just went right to mm -hmm. math. Um, mm -hmm. I majored in mathematics. Um, on campus, very, very active on campus, like very active on campus all around. So shout out to the Hornets, shout out to all the HBCU grads out there and students. Yes. And then um, 
I, after that, I went to University of Indianapolis, where I got a master's in teaching through the Woodrow Wilson Indiana Teaching Fellowship Program. And then from there, came down to the A, and I've been in the A, sheesh, be eight years this summer. And um, it's been a, a roller coaster, but it's been a good roller coaster. I've never had a a boring or really dual time in Atlanta. And so that's why I'm, I'm very, very happy to say uh, I love being here and what's going on in the city. And I'm just trying to, you know, build my part and get my piece of the pie. Nice. Okay, that's what's up. That's what's up. I'm actually from Atlanta, so I'm I'm from I'm from the East Side, right outside Atlanta, uh, Latonia to be exact. So okay, cool. shout out to the East Side. Oh, come on, DeKalb yeah. County. Come on, DeKalb County. Yep, DeKalb County out here. You know. <laughs> yep, yep. What part of the city you live in? I'm in Midtown, but I work for DeKalb okay. County School. So right now. So oh, that's yeah, what's up. yeah. So yeah, I've been over to okay. Latonia High and Redan and Southwest DeKalb. All okay, over. I went I to MLK. Well, you went to MLK. I got an MLK mm -hmm. story for you. When I first moved, <laughs> okay. when I was on the side of the road in my bio, I was on my way to MLK. You, I, I thought you I was MLK on Snap Finger. For, Wait, no, you was on Twenty. I then. was. I just got off Twenty um, on Wesley Chapel. Wesley Chapel. That Popeyes. Mm -hmm. Oh, you made it right to Popeyes across the street. Yeah. I was at that gas station crossing the Popeyes by that little rundown, little kind of like crack-looking hotel thing right there. That's right mm -hmm. there. Yeah. Crack-looking hotel? <laughs> right there. Oh, he know what I'm talking about right off the Yeah, right there before Snap Finger, Rainbow and all that. Yeah. It's, it's right across from JJ's. Yes. JJ's Fish and Chicken. That's exactly where I was at. But um, I was Dang. at MLK for that year, and MLK was something different. Now, I didn't come from an all-black high school, so that mm -hmm. was just eye-opening to see just the high school was like 99% black. So it was cool yep. because... Well, I just moved from Indianapolis where I did two years teaching there and, you know, I'm like one of seven black teachers in the school and, you know, that whole experience. And then you get to MLK, um, my first <laughs> teaching experience here in Atlanta is like everybody black. We ate fried chicken and green beans at math meetings. Like we, I was like, I was just quiet and shook the whole time. It was, it was an interesting experience. It's like going from I went to a white high school it. and then going to an HBCU. It's like, oh, mm -hmm. like okay, just, just, just nice. the room. Yeah, cool. All right. You know, we want to know a little bit more about you. Um, you know, so what what got you into what got you into STEM? You know what, it's, it's, I, I got to go back to high school. I mean, I was in like the, you know, the college prep courses and things like that. I was like the black, few of the black kids that was in it. But uh, it, I feel like it landed in my um, lap at Alabama State. I was majoring first in communication because my goal was to be a DJ for 106 and Park. So I was like, uh, <laughs> so that was like my thing. Y'all used to party a lot and I mean, it's still in me. But, um, but um, so... <laughs> I was tutoring math, I think, on campus in the dorm, and I don't know, and then the connection to the community, I'm like, oh, I should teach, or, you know, the, and then Alabama State is a teacher's college, so mm -hmm. you will just find that the influence is kind of in the air, mm -hmm. and so that's why I end up going to math ed, and then I feel like Sharnice and a few other people, I've met y'all later on. We later was talking in the calf. Yeah, it's like, who's this little yeah. young girl, little girl right here? And so, Shiny short, but with, with a mouth. Everybody talk. And so, she's like, no, you need to be major in math. I'm like, okay. Like, so I switched <laughs> to math, though. You know, there was more opportunity she was telling me about. 
from different conferences and things like that. And so I end up going to math. And really, yeah. that's that's how I got into it. Mm-hmm. Oh, dope. So, um, I was going to say, really, at Alabama State, uh, when you're an edu- EDU major, you basically a double major. You major in education mm-hmm. and whatever mm-hmm. field. So I was like, you might yeah. just major in math, graduate earlier, and you can get emergency certified because you STEM. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. so like, so you don't have to do as, I mean, you're still going to be a lot of work, right? No matter what major you're in, but yeah. education side, if you're in STEM, they'll, was there any course you have to take to emergency certification? Do you have to do anything else or it's just because you're STEM? I you never, I, I never got it, so I don't know. <laughs> you know, and I didn't embark on that either because I ended up okay. just getting a teacher's, uh, my MAT, my master's in MAT, mm-hmm. um, but from what she's saying, I think you don't really have to do much. I think okay. you, um, especially with the shortage in STEM teachers right now, I think that you you have the degree, you can take, um, you can get an emergency certificate that lasts like okay. two years. And if you want to continue it in education, you may have to take a few classes. But some states, mm. it depends on the state. Some states, they won't even, yep. you only have to take the classes. You can just go right in as long as you pass maybe the practice to or in Georgia is the gays, and okay. you can teach without a teaching degree, if you will. Got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Learn and something. do you, would you say you, you uh, teach in the classroom? Um, I actually, well, I still teach now, but I actually teach, I've been teaching virtually for a virtual program for the right. last four years. No, so like, so I've been, it's more blended. Like I go into schools across the cap. Um, so my job, it's like three different hats I wear. I wear as a, a MAB teacher, then I wear as like a technology specialist, if you will, and then uh, as, a, as a support person. So I will, so this kind of how a day I go for like two or three days a week, I'm traveling across the district to different schools. And I might pull up at, like on your high school and I will say, hey, I need to see Darnisha, Mikhail, Javion. <laughs> like I got a list of kids, right? And I'll pull them to. These are not his students, by the way. Those are not real names. Yeah, 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 it's not my real. These are these are made up names. And so, um, they may be in my class, or they may be in my colleagues' classes. And so, depending on, I I typically like, hey, from my understanding, this is your. I'll give them the grade report where they at. Oh, I, I see that you don't know how to upload a file. So I was teaching them like what we're doing now well, with the pandemic. Now there should be a, a, a definitely have some more skills in terms of um, with technology and digital learning. But I would teach them a lot of digital learning things. And then if it was some some students in my content, I was like a glorified tutor. So that could be at like throwing your high from like 9 a.m. to noon. But then I'll have lunch and then I travel over to, let's say, McNair Middle School. Now, middle school was very unique in my favorite part of my job because they're eighth graders who's advanced. So they were ready for algebra, but there's no one certified in the school to teach it because middle school and math certification go up to eighth grade. So they will call us and say, hey, we're going to put these 15 kids on your roster. I'm the teacher of record. And then I will go to them two to three times a week. And when I, and again, the class was already online, everything's online, but I go in there, I do a warm up with them. I'll give them a, additional assessments, um, especially cause I know they all are helping each other or cheating or something. See, do you really know it? Um, I will. No, oh, you can't uh, say that. Oh, I can say, uh, yeah, that's cheating. Yeah. Helping not, each other. <laughs> cheating. 
So I, I, <laughs> I, I said we go, did. <laughs> so I would go in there and like just provide different um, opportunities of learning. Uh, so it was, it was a blended model. It's a hybrid blended model. And so I love that because those kids, they're so, for lack of words, nerdy. Like, and I just love it. Like, look at these little eighth graders. Like, and I'll be thinking in my head, I was like one of them. But, um, yes. you know, <laughs> but it's cool to watch. And again, I'm from at that age, this is all black and brown kids. So it's like cool because I'm like, where I'm from, that we don't have like this type of population where all the students that's in advance and ready for algebra in eighth grade are black and brown. So I, I just find it real cool. I take it real serious. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. I got love you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love to hear that it too. It's like a good job. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got a dope job. I just want to talk about it a lot. So y'all get some special right here. Okay. Get, get the exclusive. We get the Oprah treatment. We get that exclusive Because we, we right. keep it cool. We keep our jobs cool yeah. uh, in our yeah. office. We got a really good job with right. the county. Um, it's a really, really um, dope opportunity. And it just landed in, um, it was on, I saw it. I had, now my first year teaching was in Indiana. So I did, y'all, two years in Indianapolis. And it's funny, the first year teaching was online. And so I started my teaching career online. And it was more for like a retention program, though, that they put online. And so I didn't start work, though, Monday through, so look at, listen to these hours. So Monday through Thursday, I didn't work till 1 p.m. I started work at 1. I worked 1 at 9. At the high school that I worked at, Shout out to Ben Davis High School, Westside, Indianapolis. Um, that high school was like a mini college. Like it was 3,300 kids. Um, they had a ninth grade wing. They had so, I, it was dope how many resources and opportunities those kids have there. But um, so mm-hmm. for the kids who probably had got pregnant or for whatever reason, you know, they will go to night school. So I was like the night school teacher, but it was all online. Oh. So I went from one to nine. One to three was like office hours, and they, they came from three to nine. And then on Fridays, it was no teaching. It was just office hours during the day from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. So that was like my mm. my first year teaching. It was very different. That's actually pretty cool. That is like okay. kind of like the college different. for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Add, since you so, was in Indianapolis. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, James. No, you got it. Go ahead. Okay. I was asking you my line sister, Jasmine. She A from A and T. Hey, okay. yeah. Wait, wait. What about Jasmine? Though? That's my. Wait, Jasmine. Wait, do I know Jasmine? She, she, she was I asking. Mean, if you knew he it. was a. She was, her name was Jasmine. Oh, she was the AKA who teach. She taught in Indianapolis till like last year. So she was like 2011 to like. All her information because she okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, I, I, maybe after this, I check her out. Yeah. If she was there in 2000, I was there 2011. I was. I was there. I was live for them few years. And okay. so um, I was just right after college, you're young. And um, mm-hmm. so all, and all the black people stuck together there, too, especially if she was a, a, a HBCU, HBCU grad, grad or affiliate mm-hmm. with any Greek letters. He know her. Yeah. He I'm sure her. I know Jasmine. Yeah. Definitely know people. Mm-hmm. True, true. That's what's up. Um, I was going to say, um, so how did, so, okay, how did you get into what you're doing now, you know, um, and, and give us a little bit of background as far as, you know, uh, young and debt free, like, like, how did that, how did, yeah. how did you, Tell them get how you took the break. And how, how did that inspire you to get into 
to making that kind of like your your own your own baby. Um, Melvin, baby. tell him how you because t- you took he took like a whole year off of working. Like tell tell him everything. Yeah, so um, I got down here in 2013, and um, that was July 2013, and I didn't work for the first like seven months. No, well, it was like six. It was only like four or five months um, because I started back working at MLK uh, that November. Um, but I'm going to bring that, that gap in history. I'm going to bring back up and how significant that was, um, in my life. But, um, I had a platform. I was doing like motivational speaking. Like I didn't know where it was going with it. I was just doing like this Monday motivation thing. And then I spoke at a few prisons and that really changed my life. Like, um, because, uh, my dad's in prison. My dad been in prison most of my life. And so I've of a kid who been through, that's why I know Rhinelander. <laughs> I've been up through Wisconsin prison uh, system. And so um, okay. I had, um, that kind of changed my life. And I was like, oh, okay, like maybe I got something with speaking, you know, or whatever I can connect with people. And uh, I was like, oh, I'm going to just move to the A anyways. Indianapolis, I feel like was slow and, you know, it's more like family oriented. I'm like, I need to get that to another place. So um, I came to Atlanta and within... I remember going to a conference called the Merge Summit, and it's where they mix like media and like Christianity and religion together. It's in LA. Uh, it was really cool though. It's very, it was very intimate at the time. Matter of fact, I got pictures of. Um, oh my God, she will kill me. Why is she kill me? Like I know her personally. Um, insecure. It's a right. Like she was, yeah, yeah she at the time she was of course the awkward black girl but the the conference was so intimate mm-hmm. where we're in a room with just like 35 people and you have everyone in front of you from Issa Rae, Brandy, you name it it was like all kinds of people but it was one lady from I remember like ABC or CBS or something she was big wigs up there in type of production and she was like, you know, before you step out and do your thing, you know, you need to get this together. Have your stuff cleaned up. You know, it's going to help you if you have it cleaned up. So that resonated with me. That was in August. But I still kept going. August of 2013. August of, so that was only within like okay. eight, uh, about six weeks of me moving here. I met some people, uh, one of my frat brothers, and then um, his little posse, they told me about the summit, so I went. Okay, fast forward around October, you know, I'm spending all kinds of money on credit cards and things like that. At the time, I moved in with my boyfriend. So that was a whole nother thing because I was uh, struggling with my sexuality, my identity, trying to figure out what am I doing. Then I just Mm -hmm. moved. I was, you know, living by myself in Indianapolis. So now I'm moving in with this whole person. I'm looking like, what am I doing? And so uh, (laughs) it was a lot. And so I was like, what is this? Big jump. It was a huge (laughs) jump. And then so, so then Later, like October, I was like, I done swiped all kinds of cards, y'all. Like, I'm whatever. So I'm like, okay, I need to get to work. Like, I, I had no legit plan. I'm just like coming to Atlanta and think, what? I'm just about to be a celebrity or something automatically or something. Like, so, like, <laughs> and so, um, and then, like, I, um, so I ended up getting a job for DeKalb County. That was an MLK experience. I worked there. I remember the date, October 25th was my first day. So I'm going to tell you about that day. So, then later that January 2014, now we crossed over into the new year. I was on my way to work 
my gas light came on. So I didn't stop. The, the car didn't run out of gas. So my story is I, it's kind of dramatic when people say it. Well, like, I was like, hey, okay, the, it, the gas didn't go up, but the light came on. And I did pull off Wesley Chapel to get some gas. And the, um, the, I didn't have any money. Like my, my debit card was insufficient funds, my credit card, and no cash. So that a tear really came down my eye. I'm 25 oh. with a master's degree. Like this ain't I, what I thought it was going to be like. So, but that weekend I went home, I pulled up annualcreditreport.com and I wrote down every single debt that I had, like every single account that was open. Of course I matched it with what I thought I had. And from there I was like, I created a list, a priority list, like I'm eliminating all of this. And my mindset was, if I can eliminate this, it will open my my creative mind, my fiscal life. Everything will be better. All this pressure, this financial anxiety and things like that that I have will be gone. And I'll be able to do the things that I truly love. And so I embarked on the journey. I ended up having, that was January. I had four jobs that February. I was working at MLK. Wow. Uh, well, you had that Kevin Gates popping up. Oh, uh, it was <laughs> it was crazy. And he I was killing it. I don't even recommend I remember it this it too. Because it was so extreme and kind of unhealthy. So I now mm -hmm. when I do talk about it, I talk more of a balanced approach to it. But um I was working at MLK. I will and thankfully I had like seven period um uh planning. So I will leave like about 15, 20 minutes for the bell ring. And then I would jump on 20 and go to the west side of Atlanta. And I was at like a, a, a Kendezi school or something like that. And I would tutor fourth, fifth, fourth and fifth graders up until like from like 3.15 to about 6. I would leave there and then I would go to Sweet Lounge. You've been in Atlanta, Sweet Lounge is one of the, the big spots. Hey, look, I had a good time at Sweet Lounge. Sweet, uh, sweet New Year's 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 I was on the second wave of the like new hires when that first opened in 2013. I was on the second wave of new hires. So I, I used to, I was there at the beginning, but um, they still just so consistent, so fun. Okay, but um, I will go there and it's just open. I will go there in the evening a few times. I ended up just moving that to Saturdays and then Sunday for the day party. And I served at Sweet Lounge. I was just a, a busser. I was on the bottom of the totem pole, if you will. I went in there like, happy Saturday. And they looking at me like, ain't no happy Saturday. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm like, I came in there to relieve stress, though. I, I, I love music. I love to dance. So that job to me was just fun. Like, it was pure fun. And I was there, though, mm -hmm. from like 6 p.m. on a Saturday to like 4 in the morning. I mean, talking about your feet hurting, talk about a shift. Um, but it was fun. Nothing, and I did that for 15 months straight. So I had two, two, the other tutoring job I had, I only did on Saturdays during the day in the morning. So it was super, super extreme. Um, I didn't put, I didn't, I would use my like tips from Sweet Lounge to really cover like lunch during the week and gas during the week. I would, um, I didn't travel in the hot summer without air. I didn't get my air conditioner fixed. Um, I remember that. I was too like cheap to do Dang. it. Like I was like so extreme. I was like, I don't need the air. I just raised the window down. 
remember. I remember because I went to visit him in Atlanta. We had to ride with Mario. <laughs> we had to ride in the, in the car because he was like, my air don't work. I'm like, I can't deal with this. It was, it was so extreme. So I was kind of blogging about it or I, I would start getting into the movement, like the fire movement, they call it. Like, mm-hmm. Yes. So I, I would like read different books or of course, uh, Think and Grow Rich and things like that. And then I read that one too. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was then a frat brother. He was, he, I said something like after that first year, I eliminated near like 25,000 or whatever. And I was just talking about it online. He was like, he called me he's from Indianapolis. He's big in finance. So he's like, he, he'd be like a millionaire type dude. And so like, and he's on the other side on investments and, and funds and things like that. Okay. And so he, encouraged me to do this. He was like, dude, your personality, you're a teacher already. He was talking about how he handles a lot of wealthy people's funds and they get nervous about handing down their money to their kids because their kids are crazy. You know, millennials or zennials, they, they sporadic, they don't handle money. He's like, you could be like, help them budget and handle money. And so I was like, you think so? Like, you know, I'm thinking in my head, like, I only, only thing I'm doing is budgeting. That's, and that's how I just thought of it. I was like, I'm not doing nothing but organizing things. He's like, no, people need help. And that's how they can't do it. Young and death free really happened. Like I I that's how it between him and it was another young lady that I met. She was showing me other people in person. She's like, you can do this. And that that's how Young and Death Free happened. And shout out to Clark Atlanta. They were the first they was the first school to give me a paid opportunity. And when I got oh. that check and I was like, yo, y'all giving me this for this hour? I was like, oh, okay. And so um that's how young and death free happened. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, I mean, That's it was cool. a time. So, so T- tell them about when you'd use the scooters. Oh, okay. Are we continuing? I'm, I'm sorry. Just, if we could. So, just okay. So, wrap it up. fast forward. Okay. I'm trying to wrap it up. So, that the first yeah. year was just intense four hour, four job work. And then I chilled out a little bit, party a little bit. And then I came back to it. And then I came back and I'm like, I need to finish off like about $30,000 I still had because I didn't get teacher loan forgiveness. So when I, when I started October 25th at MLK, that gap in my history from, from that July, when I didn't work, when I moved to Atlanta and I didn't work between that July and October, it disqualified me from teacher (gasps) loan forgiveness. So teacher loan forgiveness. Now to this day, I think if I would have got a really good lawyer, I think I still could have got it. But I was just honestly, I was so you sad. was over it. You was over it. Was yeah, over I, I yeah. just eliminate because at the time I had about twenty one thousand dollars in student loans. I left and I only had like thirty thousand in student loans. A lot of my debt was credit cards. Like I got like thirty credit cards. So like, but like, but the. For teacher loan forgiveness, I don't want people to get it mixed up with public service loan forgiveness. Those are two different programs, and you can use both programs on top of it. Teacher loan forgiveness, and if, if you work in a high need school, and um, if you teach math or some type of STEM or um, special ed, you can get $17,500 eliminated if you teach five consecutive years. Mm. That was the word mm. that mm. that got me. And mm-hmm. for public service loan forgiveness, they want you to do to pay your payments for 10 years, but it don't even have to be consecutive. You could just add it up. 
So that's what they got me. And what was more hurtful was that the second time around when I was um, rebutting it, you know, going back and forth with them, another office called me and said, oh, no, you will be fine because according to the state of Georgia, you you taught a full year. The language says if you teach a full year, and a full year in Georgia says if you teach 63% of the year. I taught 60, oh, I taught wow. like, I taught when you count the days when I started October 25th, it was over 63%. So I'm like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. So this office advanced my file. The second office, some office, I don't know where it's at. If I ever get to them, there's <laughs> some office compliance in DC, they came back and said, no, we're not going to accept this. And so I'd never got teacher loan forgiveness. So I had to pay that debt off. And so what I did was I charged e-schoolers. So Atlanta was the second biggest city outside of, I think, LA for e-scooters in 2019. Like if you came to Atlanta in 2019, it was literally 12,000 scooters on the streets here because we didn't have too many parameters. It was too many. It was ridiculous. It was, was but but the company didn't do nothing wrong. It was the city fault. So I, we moved into this midtown um, unit and they were all over. They were in my garage, whatever. And so I was running one day and I saw this guy just throwing scooters on this truck. And I'm like, I need to find another job. I didn't want to go back into the work sector of having a boss and all that. I was like, I would charge these scooters. And we lived on the first floor of a park, not the ground floor, but it was the first level of floors. It was the third floor, but we were, it just all happened by the grace of God because and then it happened to where the apart, our apartment complex was new. So we were some of the first people to move in. So it was quiet. So I didn't even have a lot of neighbors. I took those scooters in my, my Chrysler Sebring, y'all. I used to put like 20 <laughs> to 21 scooters. They put my seats down. Scooters in out a Sebring? Yes. In yes. Order, <laughs> if y'all see people like on YouTube, and they got a, it's a story out. Like the news did a story here about, yeah, about he did my journey. So, but it, it was... I made over $33,000 that year charging scooters in my apartment. And um, that's what got wow. me to the end of eliminating debt. Y'all, it was extreme. And I don't even know if I recommend it that way. But mm-hmm. uh, cause it was just- He killed it, that it shit. <laughs> it was crazy. So that's that's how, man, that's my story. Thank y'all for listening. Oh my Melba yeah, had me um... in the car with him getting them scooters. He's like, yeah, oh, sorry, 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 in my house looking. She was like, you really put these? I was like, yeah. Just line I them mean, up. I had a whole of... system. A system. Like a big power <laughs> cord. That shot like 30 chargers. It was a whole system. I woke up at 4.30 in the morning, popped the door open. Thankfully, the elevator was right across from me. So it was. Mm-hmm. It just all worked out. So I would pop mm-hmm. the door open with my bricks. My bricks, bro. And then... um. <laughs> I would uh, I would have the elevator, the, ele- the elevator, and it's four thirty, so no one's up. I'm I dead. would just put the scooters all in the elevator, go down to the parking garage, and start loading them in, and I would take them out. And sometimes no one would see that I have put pushed in twenty one scooters and put charged them, pushed them out in the apartment complex. I'm here for the hustle. Man, that's I'm here that's for hustle it. like no other. Yeah. yeah. That hustle. And it was legal, too. It was legal. And yeah, it worked and out and even to has... this day. I made money from it because the PPP loan, like if you did a 1099, like independent contract work like that, back mm-hmm. in 2019, you qualified for the PPP. So I just got some more money from charging scooters oh! through the PPP process. Oh, like, so I, okay. I was like, the scooters came through again. <laughs> 
so so in the in the in the spirit of of hustle, I've got two questions for you. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, with everything going on with the pandemic, the first question is: What should someone do with their stimulus check? The stimmy. AKA the stimmy. And how hard is it to remain debt free, especially in times like this? Ooh. Okay, so with thank you for those questions. Um, it there there are I'm fortunate, and I don't know if you guys are aware. I didn't lose my job, but there's a lot of big sectors that people really did lose their job. You know, and yeah. I take it for granted. I live in Atlanta. We ain't closed, so I take like when I went to we ain't closed. Like yeah, so when I went St. To Louis, Phoenix, not either. We know like. I, like I, I when I went to Phoenix back in February, I'm like, it's stuff closed here. People lost their job. Like y'all can't. Oh, it's only this amount of people can stand around this table. I'm like, I don't understand that culture. I live in oh Atlanta, God. and everything and we ain't closed. Okay, so, but people oh, no. Missouri got more than that. <laughs> oh, like, it's really parent straight. So, first, catch up on your bills. Two, I would jump on a debt if you can. Jump on a debt, and then I will put into some type of investment. And I just say, it could be something small. You can put just $30, but I try to preach the habit of just putting something up, putting something up. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, if you need to fund yep. some type of emergency fund, I think the pandemic definitely taught us that an emergency fund or those funds are super, super important. So four things, if you need to pay off your bills, of course, pay them. You know, everyone wasn't fortunate to keep their job. Uh, I would um, fund a little bit of my emergency fund pay off a debt, and then I would just put a little aside to some type of form of investment. The next cool. question. Okay. Staying debt free. How hard is it to uh, remain debt free? Yeah. Well, I want to say it's that hard um, if you have those certain things I mentioned. Like, you have an emergency fund. Of course, things happen. Like, you can go outside and your car can get smashed. Oh, you know, things like that can happen. You know what I'm saying? And I don't even have that much liquid to where I want that I could just go ahead and get a brand new car off the lot or whatever. But you have your emergency fund, different insurances and things like that. Please have that taken care of. Like, um, even like uh, I had an uncle who passed last year, and like that that made me start asking questions to like I said, "Mama, you got life." I'm thinking my mom got life insurance, right? She was so passive. Like, oh no, I don't. I'm like, mom, like so, like we like that really opened my eyes and I had to get my brothers and stuff in line and now we have insurance for our mom and stuff. So I like that because you know death can bring debt, you know, and things like that, you know. And so um having your insurances, your your savings and things like that funded, but then also separating your accounts. Like I have an account, I try to pull my car. I have an account a debit card for grow I have just one card for groceries because grocery is something. I have a card for brunch and turn up. I have a car that pays my bills. I have a car for emergency. I have a car for investments and I have a car for, I call short term savings. So I have different accounts that separate what I'm doing and that helps me stay debt free. You sound like Budget Nista. That's a girl. yeah, I listen. I listen to a podcast about the budgetista. She's a black girl, and she always talking about. She does release the book actually. Mm-hmm. Um, she but she talking about getting right with money. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. No. And she literally was. She was telling me about all the breakdowns of the, all the accounts you need. Something like what you kind of saying, and then she was breaking down how much you should put, like the percentages breaking down to each account. 
Mm -hmm. I was like, I feel like I don't make enough to do that. I feel like now, okay, so I just eliminated my consumer debt. You said I just that heard, this month, mm -hmm. um, okay. it it took me thirteen payments, but I paid Round off twenty k, a twenty k personal loan. But now I got a car. I, I still I owe like I I actually went on a lot and just signed my name and got a brand new car. Uh, so, but so I owe money on that. But um, but like I feel like now I'm at the point where I can start putting a certain percentage in different accounts or different avenues mm -hmm. now that I paid off that loan. So it's like it's good. It's just and a lot. It start little it start like mm -hmm. start small. Just it's it's to me it's about the habit. Once you get into the habit, then you increase and where you want to focus at. How much yeah. should people have in their emergency savings? Um uh, most personal finance people talk about like six months, having six months yep. of, of your yep. living expenses in expenses, there. Yep. Your living expenses. Yep. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I'm getting there. I got my emergency, you know, set aside. But I really um, wanted to know about, like, this is my question. Like, I was hyped when I we when I heard that you were coming on the podcast because I'm literally like in the in the process of paying off all my consumer debt, so I can just be in a good place um, when I finish my PhD. And so I want to know, like, what's this ideal ratio between saving and experiencing? Because I feel very much so like. Already, I don't make a lot of money <clears throat> as a graduate student. My stipend is very low, right? We make like under forty thousand dollars. And yes, I want to save and have to be aggressive, but like, like the extreme version you gave, like I, I don't want to do that, you know. Yeah. But I do want to like pay my debt off. Um, so like my STEMI is gone. Pay the credit card off. Happy about it. But like, I also want to buy a plane to Houston and like have the start of my hot girl summer down there so like how do i what 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 do you say about like sacrifice versus and being especially like professional brunch going out that stuff gets expensive so like what do you feel what would you suggest someone who wants to have a balanced approach to paying off debt while still experiencing their life you know as a young person well, some people like do percentages like 50, 30, 20, 60, 40, and those, those of that nature. If you first, can you your, explain to people who may not know? Yeah, yeah. So like, they said like 50% usually will go like towards your, your, like your manual living expenses and things like that. Save 20%. Um, another 30% can go towards like your, your debts, your debts. In. Um, but you can also just figure out what it looks like for you. Like I always say personal finances is, is personal. So I would ask you first, like what's in your savings account? Is it at least a thousand dollars? And we say a thousand dollars cause it's one of those things like, oh, okay, I saved a thousand dollars. Then of course, try to get up to like that three month threshold mm -hmm. of your living expenses, but also Alante, you gotta have some fun. And that's where mm -hmm. I, I, that five year period, it was. I don't recommend like how I did it because it was, it was unhealthy. So, but put money aside to have some fun. Now, depending on just how much you have left, um, when you, after you pay your bills and things like that, it just looks mm -hmm. different. You could do a percentage or you could say, Hey, you know what? If I get paid, let me pay myself 10%. I know people always say that. Let me give myself 10 to 20%. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess so that's how I will go with that. I, I, I hope that is for me. It was more I give myself um, 20% at, at okay. the end of the month, you know, to to go buy myself something new because I won't buy myself new. Um, my I was thrift store and everything. He was shopping at thrift stores. Yeah, 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 which was which was cool. I, but now yeah. it's like, dang, let me get some new a new shirt. Like, right. 
And quite frankly, I didn't even get into that mentality to a year after I paid off debt. Last summer for my birthday, I wouldn't buy myself this $40 shirt, right? It was a nice shirt at Dillard. And I, oh, it went to then where I was like, gosh, that debt-free journey really got my mind in this thing, you know, in this, in this box. And I said, treat yourself, MJ. It's okay, you know? So um, I remember because you, you, you planned your birthday party. Yes. And so you, so I just encourage you to put money in each bucket. Okay. okay? And whatever you have left remaining for your trap, like, you know, if you're going to go to Houston, right? You trying to, mm -hmm. y'all got some plan for Houston. Yes. So you could have started saving for that a whole year ago. So Ooh. my whole 2021 <laughs> budget. <laughs> I just decided like three weeks ago. Okay, so see, see. Okay. Wait, so when you coming? I'm, oh, yeah, well, I'm, you then. I'm coming. Uh, oh, right, right. I don't know who listening, but I'm coming down there. Okay. okay. But that's why but, you can make it like, you can just have like a travel budget every month that you put that's money sure. in. That's my short-term savings that I mentioned. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah, what yep. I, that's your short-term. And once it's depleted, it's depleted. Because really? I know, like, I know when like, okay, what's going to happen to wedding this year? Okay, mm -hmm. we do a line trip every year. Okay, I go home for the fourth every year. So like, I will put money each time I get paid in that short-term savings. Yeah, I call it okay. the fund account, my fund, my event fund account. So yeah. I know that's happening. You know, I, that's where the money comes from. That's what I'm traveling okay. with. And that helps too, if you got nieces and nephews and little people who are actually for money because they think you're the rich auntie or something when you get home. Yeah. That also helps you like, cause you like, look, this the money I got in here. And that's it. You know, that's how I be now because I used to milk me. <laughs> I feel it. I feel it. I'm not even in that that portion. I don't even have any nieces or nephews or anything like that yet. Um, they get expensive, so I, man. So I, yeah, I don't even, I'm, I'm not even not even there yet, but I guess it's going to happen eventually. Mm -hmm. um, you might get kids. So. So, <laughs> hey, look, look, I got a dog. <laughs> that's enough that's for right now. <laughs> right, for real. It is. Yep. Um, so if you could, um, you know, what are, what are like three tips that you have for, um, aspiring entrepreneurs, you know, three things that, you know, you can, you can give to people or you can tell people, you know, this is what, this is what I would tell you about, you know, um, this is what I, I mainly take from my entrepreneur, uh, ship route or, or your, or your debt free route, you know, just three things that you can say, okay, these, these things is what I would recommend doing. Um, you know, and kind of take it how you will. Yeah. Um, so on an entrepreneur perspective, get your personal finances, right? Because like there's of course the hustle of like, like this is probably is one of the greatest times if I could say that to, to do something with the access that we have to so many to the world, you know, but, um, I think that I do, I'm going to say this. I love that I have opportunities to access more finances for my business because my credit is good because my debt is gone i have um business credit cards now and i have access to business funds that some of my colleagues that i talk to don't because their personal finances are so jacked up so get your personal stuff together because mm -hmm. it does play a way in some cases with financing i'm not a business finance guru at all but and there's probably avenues of finances i'm missing but 
I know that when it comes to getting some of my business credit cards that they did look at what my personal finances look like in order to get it. So that was okay. a big advantage. Um, also, uh, in terms of the debt free, if I'm going to jump back between the two, mm -hmm. start investing now. Like, I think I didn't, I was on the other side of finance and um, where I was just trying to get the personal, the budgets and all that taken care of and cash flow. But I didn't understand what invest. Right. The only thing I knew about investing, of course, you hear about the stock market. And we've heard about it more now than anything. Mm -hmm. um, but like, I didn't know what that really was exactly. And I just thought like, you know, well, I, they take money out of my account for my retirement. And then I got a Roth IRA. You know, I thought, you know, I was doing that. So now I'm learning the other side in, um, on like, uh, I like to focus on like dividend stocks or they call it like the aristocrat dividends yep. and stuff like that. So like yeah. learn that and don't feel so pressured though about it. Just, I just encourage you to learn one segment of it, like, you know, um, and start some type of investment. And again, it could be just getting a Roth IRA or you learning how to save or you're matching what your company, if your company offers a match, match them. Like, you know, that's yes. right. so it's like, only people who don't do that. Yeah. Yes. And so yep. just, just do that now. And then on the entrepreneurship side, um, as well, I mean, it's so cliche, but just, just do it after you get all that together, your personal finances together, do it. And you're going to, Fail, 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 fail. And that's going to be the best lessons. Um, mm -hmm. I didn't, I, with this brand, I wasn't sure where I was going, especially last year um, with it. And, um, but through those experiences, I'm here and I love where I'm at right now. I love, I got some heat about to drop y'all. Oh, I can't wait. And so, uh, but, so I, but I love it, but that was through failure and experiences. And there's money to be made. There's a lot of money out here. And I'm like, yo, I, you know, I've watched these cranes go up and these, I'm like, uh-uh, like, nah, I can't go down like that. And so, um, I can't, mm -mm. Melvin, you a hustler though. Gotta get my money. Yeah. That's what my daddy taught me. I guess if I can get his drug dealing, uh, situation, <laughs> take some positive from that. Was that he me, and, me, and, me and my best friend Jazz always say, if you can run a drug trade, you can run a business. You ain't nothing but an entrepreneur. <laughs> we always yep. say that. So yeah. I encourage though to also find a mentor. That that's that uh, a mentor. Ooh. I think that's something that um I still um honestly lack. I have found a few people who I um like my, the building of my personal finance curriculum was through some mentors and stuff like that. But if you can find a really good mentor, please find one um on your entrepreneurship journey. And again, you're online there's this different mastermind groups and people on there like take advantage of those online platforms i hope that i got through yeah okay yeah so to me i mean what i take from that is you know get your personal finances together um invest uh, or, or learn about something to invest in um i like what you said about the uh, the dividend stocks because i'm actually i'm building my portfolio around that as well and um real estate investment trust are my favorite dividend yeah, stocks <laughs> yeah, um and then the the third one you, you pointed out was um you know just start you know in and I, I take that as investing in yourself because a lot of people don't realize that's a form of investment like if you want to start a business and you need some equipment or you need you know like if you want to start a um, pressure washing business or something invest in that equipment because 
that can take you, that can take you further. Your return on investment will be higher than just using that on something, you know, blowing money on drinks at the bar or something like that. Like you got to start somewhere. Yes, thank you. Yeah. And the bonus was well, mentorship. Uh, yeah, my bad, mentorship. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Well, uh, MJ, we thank you uh, for joining us uh, on this episode. We really appreciate it. It was great talking with you. Thanks for your knowledge and, and sharing your stories because this definitely will go further and will help a lot of people because, um, you know, you're you're not the first and definitely or probably won't be the last. So I'm sure your story will get a lot of people through hard times. And, um, you know, we really appreciate you for coming on. Thank y'all. Thank y'all for having me. Y'all keep doing what y'all are doing. Much love, fam. Yep. Say, yep. say where to yep. reach you. Oh, sure. Yep. Yeah. You can reach me at um, Young and Debt Free ATL or visit my website, youngandeadfree.com. Uh, Young and Debt Free ATL on Instagram. So I'm there most of the time. Or youngandeadfree.com. Hey. Yes, I just followed you. All right. Thank you. Yep. And I, I already follow you. But, um, I appreciate it. I guess you, we yeah. can throw out the rest of our social media handles if, if we want to. I can go first. Um, you can find me at on Instagram, Twitter, um, um, my personal one, what is that? King underscore Santiago 25. Um, <laughs> you can catch this podcast at full underscore steam underscore ahead. And you can catch uh, Jalen's Entertainment at Jalen's underscore ENT. So that's all my all my handles. I'm just at Dr. Shar H on Instagram. Actually, think about maybe making a a more professional Instagram, but it's Dr. Sharage. You can do whatever you want, Dr. Sharage. You can find me on Instagram. Um, it's Black and Grass School. B L K I N Grass. Yeah. All right, y'all. Winners. <laughs>